0: This is a 980 CKNW podcast. You are live with The App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today with Graham Williams. We've got a lot of apps to talk about on today's program. Our Hot 5 app countdown this week, Hot 5 calendar apps to keep you on the go and uh, on track, essentially.
1: I find find my calendar to be very, very important. So this is exciting for me. I know now there's five. Five. Five that you can choose from. We'll
0: also be talking about what's streaming this week on uh, our streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and Crave TV. And we'll be talking with an app developer out of Toronto that's developed an app that shuts your phone down during important things, events like dinner time. Ooh, ooh! So you can get to actually talk to your family and friends, like people time, people time. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm on board with this. Well, you will be. We we'll need to learn more. You will. Uh, Let's talk about some of the uh, app news uh, this week, Graham. Uh, I guess uh, a big one, uh, Apple is killing their affiliate
1: program for the App Store. So this kind of broke this week, but... What does it mean? So the affiliate program is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. If you uh, send people to Apple's App Store recommending that they purchase an app uh, and you're part of this affiliate program, you can earn a commission on every time they make uh, a purchase of that app. Uh, So there were a number of websites out there that actually made a fairly good bit of business out of this. Uh, Touch Arcade was probably the one that uh, came to mind for me they were one of the first sites to really get in there and start reviewing uh, game apps on iOS back when everyone was kind of saying iOS will never be a serious platform. And then we saw things like Angry Birds explode. Um, so, you know, they were they were one of the first on the scene. And this week they've posted that they have no idea how they're going to make their business work anymore. It was centered almost entirely on this affiliate model. Apple sort of set it up, and now they're taking it away. Why? Because they're just the dominant force out there? And they don't need affiliate links? I, the one thing I can think of is Apple really made it, has made an effort in the last year to start curating apps uh, themselves and start making more recommendations and offering better reviews and giving people more access to things like uh, you know uh, videos of apps. And you can actually try apps out now uh, with a trial process that's built in. So there are a lot of things there where before you would definitely go to other sites to get a recommendation or to try something. Well, not to try something, but to see, some, see someone else try it out. And now you can go do all that stuff yourself. So I think Apple's looking at this market and saying, well, you're kind of riding our coattails here and you're getting paid for it, so... Why would we do that? Um, you know, As, as someone who uh, looks at people creating content and then seeing their livelihood taken away, I, I really feel for Touch Arcade. I, I mean, I'm, I'm curious. We don't really know how much money was being paid out by this affiliate program. We know that uh, developers have been making you know, billions and billions and billions of dollars. They get 70% of each app uh, price that is sold. Apple gets the other 30%. My other thought here, though, is that Apple might actually be looking at reducing that 30% cut that they're taking. And, oh, to app developers. Yeah, because we're starting to see... Why, oh, why would they? They don't well, need to. We're starting to see some apps making an end run around this, right? So, for example, Fortnite on Android uh, doesn't actually use the Google Play Store. Well, that is an interesting uh,
0: point there, Graham. So Fortnite, for the listeners out there, is one of the biggest games out out there right now in the world. So huge on the consoles like the Xbox and PlayStation and PC Mm -hmm. uh, and they've taken it mobile now. They have, yeah. So so. Apple has a version on iPhone. That's right. And Google Android users who have been clamoring for this now have it as well but they don't get it through the Google Play Store.
1: That's right. Uh, so basically, Epic Games has asked people to sideload their own store onto this, and then essentially they'll, they'll be making the purchase directly from Epic for things like cosmetics in the games. So different skins for characters, different skins for weapons. Why did they do that? Uh, well, I mean, 30% of all of those microtransactions that are happening on Android, that's a lot of money. Yes. And you know, we, But why didn't they do it on Apple then? On the, the App Store? I think because Apple is that enclosed space, so you can't sideload a store on there. So if you want to be in the Apple ecosystem, you have to uh, actually ha- have the app available that way. But on Google, Android phones, you don't
0: have to have it in the Google Play Store. You can have your own store.
1: That's right. Now, so here's one of the interesting things. Like, for example, with Audible, um, Essentially, audiobooks with audiobooks or with Netflix. If you make per so I beg your pardon, with Audible, you can't actually make a purchase uh, through Apple's store. They make you go through the website to do that. Um, when we take a look at Netflix, if you buy Netflix through uh, an iTunes subscription, yes. it's 30% more expensive. Yes, right. So, uh, you know, if I were Epic and they haven't done this, but you could actually increase the prices 30% to basically make your money back on iOS. They haven't done that because I think it's You know, there would be a lot of pushback there. But in Google's platform, because it is open enough where you can sideload this, instead of, you know, basically adding cost to the end users, they've basically just taken profit away from Google, uh, which is, you know, it's an interesting way to go about it. So in any case, this affiliate program is going away. Uh, Apple may be, and we're hearing talks of maybe reducing their... um, uh, their take, uh, you know, from thirty percent down to something else, because they're obviously making quite a bit of money, and I think they want iOS to continue to be the dominant platform. So you could incentivize developers to continue to develop for iOS by doing it this way. Did you know what the the largest five app markets are in the world?
0: If you had to guess, uh, not at the top of my head. No, obviously United States. Yeah, uh, rounding out the top three, China and India. Yeah, obviously they have the population.
1: Mm-hmm. Number four. Brazil. 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 Brazil's actually got a massive economy. This is, uh, it's funny, I I, I teach at UBC here, and I have every single class, I have a number of Brazilian students who are here uh, to basically learn more about North American marketing and things like that. And apps, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, And they always will tell me that Brazil is this massive marketplace. That's interesting.
0: Number five, rounding out number five, Russia.
1: You're kidding. Yeah. Russia. 84 million mobile users, but they're the fastest growing. App market right now, interesting, and I would I presume pr- probably predominantly Android. Um, didn't say here. Uh, yeah. No, you're right, Android. <laughs>
0: yeah, because and I, I mean three times as many downloads as uh, Apple.
1: Yeah, and, and so one of the interesting things that we've seen is that Apple has had a sort of continuous struggle with the Russian government on a number of things. I mean, Tim Cook famously uh, being, uh, you know, a gay CEO in Russia, having this challenge with uh, rights in that space. They've kind of gone back and forth in a number of places, and I think there's sort of an ide- ideological block there. So uh, Android, you know, being uh, this sort of open, free-for-all space kind of seems a, a little more Russian to me. A little more Russian. A little more Russian. Uh, we spoke about this in the past couple shows. Uh, Roku, one of the
0: largest smart TV uh, streaming box and smart TV uh, manufacturers uh, out there. Uh, they have launched their own Roku channel now available in Canada. They're, they're kind of the dark horse. They are, but they're one of the biggest streaming boxes. Yeah. So, you, you know, when you think of streaming boxes, a lot of people think Apple TV or these little Android boxes. Yeah. But no, it's Roku.
1: Yeah. So, it's, I mean, Apple TV for me is, that's kind of my go-to. Yes. Um, you know, Chromecast for a lot of people, if you've got Android, that kind of is, is sort of your jam. Uh, Fire TV. It, it doesn't Amazon? Really, Amazon Fire TV? Yeah, yeah. It's not really a thing up here. No. In the US it is. Yeah. It's big. Yeah, they've been trying to give those things, and they have been giving those things away. I didn't even know Fire was available here. Is it? I don't know that it is. To be no. honest. It's, it's never really interested me. No, right? I, I mean the thing is with Amazon oh, Prime Apple Video, yeah. you can get that on your Apple TV, or you could you could cast it before you could uh, you could AirPlay it. Um, Roku, I, I've actually owned a number of Roku's in the past, and they're really good. They are. You know, the only thing, uh, the only downside for me is uh,
0: media playback. Mm. I love downloading my own stuff legally. Uh, Legally, of course, <laughs> uh, and then streaming it to the different TVs in my home. Mm. Uh, Apple TV will let me do it through third-party apps. Uh, you know, these little Raspberry Pis with Cody mm. loaded on them will do it. Roku, I have a problem. There's no um, decent app available that will let me stream all the different video formats. Interesting. And so it sucks because there are probably four Roku things in my house now because the kids have gotten uh, Roku TVs... Or TVs that have Roku built into them. All right. Yeah.
1: Interesting. So so app developers out there, somebody's got to go out there and fix this problem for Roku. I don't know if it's uh, a hardware issue with Roku, mm. uh, being able to handle the processing for the video. That's the thing, though. I mean, if they can do 4K video, they should be okay. Yes. Can I, can I tell you my favorite feature of the Roku standalone boxes? What? I love the fact that, the fact that you can plug headphones into the remote. Not all of them but some of them some yes of them, yeah that is amazing that's a that's a smart feature yes right you just be a little pair of earbuds in there and suddenly you're not disturbing anybody else in the house which in my case would be the cat <laughs> right <laughs> so lonely I know but you're not
0: because you have a cat that's right well let's uh, teach our listeners something about their iPhones iPhone tip of the week unleash the power of your iOS device. What do
1: we got, Graham? So this week's iPhone tip of the week is one that I found very useful over the past few weekends. I've been out and about on, in, on the town with some friends. I've had some friends come from out of town. And the biggest thing is actually being able to find them uh, when we're wandering around, say, for example, like a, a festival downtown. And that is being able to share your location through iMessage. And so I actually do this through Find My Friends. If you tap on Messages, and in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a letter I in the circle. If you tap on that, it will bring up the... Uh, personality screen for that person, you'll be able to see, uh, you know, FaceTime video, FaceTime audio, and then you'll see send my current location and share my current location. If you tap send my current location, it'll send your location at that moment, but you can actually share your location ongoing for an hour for the rest of the day or... Whenever you want, and so I usually use share my location until uh, until the end of the day, and it'll actually share it for the next eight hours. And so you'll be able to basically look on your phone on Find My Friends, see where that person is. And I've actually had a lot of success in finding my friends with this. So that is your iPhone tip of the week: finding your friends with share my location through iMessages.
0: Still, lots more to talk about here on the App Show today. We are going to be uh, doing our Hot Five app countdown in a bit. This week, it's Hot Five calendar apps to keep you organized and uh, on the go. Of course, we'll uh, talk about streaming, and we've got all sorts of different tips for you and apps, our fitness and travel apps of the week, uh, our creative app. Uh, And after the break here, we'll be chatting with an app developer out of Toronto that's developed an app to make dinner time much more human and pleasant, kind of smartphone-free. You're listening to The App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. Have you ever wished uh, at dinner time, looking around the table that everyone would just lose their smartphone? Everyone gets so distracted, no one's talking to each other? Well, there's an app that can fix that now. On the line, we've got uh, an app developer from Toronto. Her name is Alana Harvey. She's uh, got something called Flipped. Thanks for joining us, Alana. Thanks for having me. Tell me about your app, because I am highly interested in this. I've got a family of five. I've got three teenagers. They are constantly on their phones, and I can't get them off.
2: Yeah, so Flipped is actually a a gamified way of spending time off of your phone and motivating you to continue that behavior. So we often like to compare it to to a Fitbit for your screen time. So like a Fitbit will track your steps, With this tracking and helping you achieve more time spent away from your phone
0: i love it and so is this uh both for android and iphone
2: yeah we've been available on both platforms for uh just over two years now so
0: run our listeners through how this actually works when they get into the app
2: Yeah, so there's a couple of ways that you can use Flipped. Uh, The first would be that you set up something called a light lock screen. And so basically how it works is that if you want to spend some time off of your phone, you turn Flipped on and that it will measure how long you actually successfully stayed off of your phone. So it's bit. Uh, a bit like a, a screensaver that stays on your phone. A screensaver, for those of us that that even know what that is. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a screensaver that stays on your phone screen. So even when you lock it and set it aside, every time you open your phone up, it's there to remind you, hey, you didn't want to use your phone right now. So you can see that this works very well for, for students that might be studying for an exam and they want to track, you know, how many minutes they've spent um, purposely trying to stay focused. That's actually one of the biggest use cases. Um, and then we also have a more strict experience, and we call that the full lock. And so this is um, when you actually completely lock yourself out of all third-party applications, so you can only use things like your your phone, your messaging app, um, calculator, super basic tools, but you can't access games and social media and stuff for uh, a limited time.
0: That would kill most teenagers.
2: You would think so, but they actually are the drivers, the biggest drivers of our demographic. And so we actually cater mostly to young people who, believe it or not, uh, really are seeking tools like foot for their own self-control. Um, and we believe that this is because they've been sort of forced into using technology as much as they do. Um, And so they have to create their own sort of mechanisms for uh, improving their attention and self-control.
0: Love it. Uh, How many users do you guys have so far?
2: Um, We have over 450,000 users around the world. Um, So we have users in over 100 countries.
0: Wow. And how, how do you make money with this app?
2: So we're a lot like... Other freemium apps, so we have some premium features that you can subscribe to. So more customization, um, you can see a history of your statistics over time. So you can see just how many days into the past you've spent flipped off, and a lot of our users are are you know a couple a few hundred days into their flip sessions. So we use, I mean, things like day streaks and and all of those similar gamification mechanics to keep people coming back. But then we also make money through um, schools that actually use Flipped to incentivize students not to get distracted when they're in class. And so that's uh, that's another another one of our uh, monetization strategies. And um, so those two are our top. And um, we've more recently been approached by some companies who want to use Flipped for similar reasons to uh encourage their employees to spend some more time offline
0: I love it uh, you said schools so how do schools get involved with the app
2: How did they get involved or how, or? Do, how do
0: they how do, how, how do they get uh, all the students on it and, and actually track that
2: yeah so this actually all started when we noticed that students were the ones coming to flip instead of us going to them and so we thought this is a this is a really interesting demographic of users that are identifying a need. And they want to address it and so we thought there must be more students out there that need help with their attention but maybe don't know about flipped and so we also discovered that a lot of educators um, have like phone ban policies in their classrooms. You know, they're trying to block distractions by just banning phones completely. And so, what we decided is we'll, we'll help educators and students at the same time by putting Flipped into these classrooms. Um, and so, educators just on board with Flipped, and then they get their students to all download it. And then they attach some sort of participation or engagement credit for using Flipped all semester. Um, And so then the students at the end of it, you know, they've paid better attention and then they maybe get an extra couple of percentage points on their final grade. Um, And then they can also use flips for studying and other purposes as well.
0: We're talking with Alana Harvey, one of the folks behind Flipped, a fantastic app to uh, keep you off your smartphone in a fun way. Thanks for joining us, Alana.
2: (laughs) Thanks. My pleasure.
0: Again, uh, that app is called Flipped. You can get it uh, both on uh, the Apple App Store and Google Play Store. Let's uh, switch gears now and get our Facebook tip of the
1: week. Graham, what do you have? Our Facebook tip of the week is very handy if you are taking a look online and you need to see how things have changed over the course of time with a given post. So so, Sometimes people will post things up and then they will make edits to it. Uh, This is actually particularly helpful if you're looking down through the comments on a post and they don't seem to make sense with the post above. Sometimes being able to get that context is particularly helpful. So in order to see the post edit history, all you have to do is click on the drop down menu in the top right-hand corner of the post, and see if view edit history is available. One that will let you know that the post has been edited, and two, when you click on that, it's, if it says view edit history, it will show you how the post has been edited. I know a lot of people just go in there to uh, edit minor spe- spelling mistakes or autocorrect errors, but uh, and in some cases, it can give you that context that you need to make the comments below make sense. So that is this week's Facebook tip of the week. Uh, find out if a post has been edited and see that edit history.
0: Thank you, Graham. Listening to the App Show. Here- here in the chorus radio network back after this you are back with the app show mike and graham here in studio today we still have lots to talk about on today's program before we get to our hot five app countdown let's get our game app
1: of the week graham so our game app of the week going out there to everyone who's going to be part of a civic election coming up in the next couple of months is city builders me it's pocket city the city builder for ios and this is a six dollar and 99 cent app that has no in app purchases, no I love transactions. That. I every, love that. Everything's unlocked. I, I just want to pay for the app and not get bugged all the time. So, the cool thing about this one, because there's kind of two types of apps, right? There's the app that you can like fire up and play for a couple of minutes while you're waiting in line for groceries. And then there is the app that you can, you know, sit down on the couch and lose hours and hours of your life to. This is actually one of those apps that. Can kind of straddle both things. Basically, you can get in, do a couple of things with your city, and your city will kind of continue to march on when you're not playing. But when you get down to it, if you want to actually make policy decisions and start to shape the face of your city, you can actually sit down and do more fun stuff with it. So for seven bucks, you can build parks, uh, spaces for recreational sports. You can zone for residential, commercial, and industrial. Uh, you can respond to crime and disasters and start talking about foreign owners' taxes. It's absolutely well, that last piece is not true. <laughs> So it's like (laughs) SimCity. It's like SimCity, and it's very much a classic SimCity feel. So one of the things I just... Is that hard, though, on a a small phone? It's not, actually. The touch interface is really, really good for it. Because you've got to remember, originally, the SimCity was very much sort of a, you know, click and, and not even a click and drag, it was a click and click process, which is very much that tap and tap process is very similar to that uh, on iOS and Android. That's our game of the week, again,
0: called... Pocket City. Pocket City, available for iOS and Android. Now, let's get to uh, our countdown. The weekly app, Hot 5. This week, we're talking about the Hot 5 calendar apps. I know, not sexy, but uh, they keep us on time and scheduled
1: scheduled really is the big thing, which actually brings us to our number five app, which is called Shift.Cal. And so this is a free app for Android. And if you're somebody out there that works shift work, specifically if you work shift work either on your own or if you have a partner or a family member, this can be really, really handy because you can actually put all of your shift patterns in there. Uh, I've got a number of friends who sort of, they work, you know, seven to three one week, they work eight to four the next week, and then they're working like uh, 12 to eight the week following. And so being able to sort of drag and drop these shift patterns in there is very very handy and you can also note overtime hours uh, and the state of shifts that you've taken so basically if they're uh, a transfer from somebody else you can set alarms for your schedule shifts uh, view, view them on your calendar widget in uh, android and you can also backup and restore your shift schedules so if you need to be able to copy them from device to device that's relatively easy to do so that's shift.cal
0: Number four on our Hot 5 app countdown this week, calendar apps. We're talking about TimeTree, available for Android and iOS, and it's a free download. Organizing a family can be a real hassle, and there's always someone that forgets to do something, no matter how many times you tell them. Mm, teenagers, help cut down on some of the hassle by using TimeTree to organize your family group. TimeTree lets you put everyone's schedule on the same calendar, allows them to share tasks, and to create handy notes For later, you can even leave comments in the app to discuss upcoming tasks or events, making it super easy to keep everyone up to date. I am so getting this app for my family because it will save my family.
1: It's going to revolutionize your life. It will. We're talking about the
0: hot five calendar apps this week. Number three, an oldie but goodie.
1: Number three is Outlook for Android and for iOS. And this app has actually come a really really long way. I'm actually very impressed with it. It really has come a long way. (laughs) Honestly, it's great now. So most recently, they've actually added the ability to import your Google Calendar stuff into uh, Outlook, in addition to having uh, any IMAP calendars, or if you're on Office 365, it syncs beautifully with that as well. So uh, we use Office 365 for work, and I found that it's, it's quite good. My only complaint with it is that sometimes it won't update your calendar until you open the app. So if you do make a change on the desktop...
0: Oh. And
1: uh, you've actually got to open the app in order to see that. So sometimes you will get reminders that are actually out of date because you haven't opened the app recently. Solution to that is open the app fairly regularly and talk to the Outlook team and see if we can fix it. But other than that, it's a great little app that synchronizes all sorts of calendars uh, and can give you things like color coding, uh, alerts, travel time and more. I can't tell you how
0: much I rely on Outlook. I use it for everything. It yeah. just keeps my life running.
1: Honestly, Microsoft has done so much in the last couple of years. I mean, I used to hate uh, Office for Mac. Uh, I was not very impressed with it on iOS, and they have won me over again. So well done, Microsoft.
0: Number two in our hot five Calendar app countdown this week. Uh, The other big one out there, Google Calendar. Available for Android and iOS. It's free. If Gmail is your primary email service, you'll see certain events like your upcoming flights, booked hotels, and restaurant reservations added to your Google Calendar automatically. It's fantastic for that. It's like super smart. You'll find the usual options like being able to set reminders for upcoming events and check your to-do schedules all for the same day as uh, those events There are different calendar views to show you what's taking place on a certain day or during a specific week. Google Google Calendar also links seamlessly with other calendars you may use, such as Samsung's S Planner or Apple's iCloud. One of the more special things Google Calendar can do, though, is the option to set personal goals. Want to run three times a week or get in some time to play video games? That's for you, Graham. Mm -hmm. The Apple schedule time for those things automatically.
1: And the number one calendar app this week, Graham... This one is fantastical too. And Fantastical. Fantastical. And I have not used this. Okay, so this is not a cheap app. It is $14.99 on iOS, and it cool. is $69 on the Mac if you want to use it. So it's available for both platforms, uh, Mac and iOS, but it is absolutely fantastic. That's why they call it Fantastical. They actually let you do things like use real world language when you're looking to create stuff. So you can say, remind me to, and it will create a reminder. Uh, you can start off with to do and put your to do in, and it will put it into a to do list. Um, you can say, you know, uh, meeting with Mike at three o'clock on Friday and it will actually create a, an invite and will ask which Mike I want to invite. So very, very cool stuff. My favorite feature though is their day ticker, which is actually this really unique interface that blends all of this stuff together. So it puts your to-dos, your reminders, and your calendar invites all in one view. Absolutely beautifully designed. It's got a lovely uh, taskbar widget for macOS and it's really, really easy to use. So that is our number one calendar app of the week, which is Fantastical 2.0.
0: Love it. That was your Hot 5 calendar app countdown. We still have a lot more to talk about on the App Show today, including what's streaming this week on your favorite streaming services like Crave TV, Amazon, and YouTube. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Still lots to talk about on today's program, but let's see what's happening uh, on our streaming services. Streaming this week. Starting off with Netflix uh, this week, one of the first uh, ones up here. If you love Tom Hanks, a hologram for the king. When life threw Alan Clay a curveball, he needed a fresh start.
2: And you may find yourself looking for your large automobile. And you may find yourself without a beautiful house. Without a beautiful wife, and you may ask yourself, how did I get here?
0: So he's traveling halfway around the world for the deal of a lifetime.
2: Sound like you're on the moon? No, I'm in Saudi Arabia. We're pitching a three-dimensional holographic meeting system to
1: the king. Excuse me,
0: you the driver? This is uh, a fun little movie. Uh, I love Tom Hanks, so he can literally be anything. He could be reading the telephone book, and I would still watch it. will this movie win any Oscars or did it win any Oscars? No. That's uh, back in 2016. Uh, but it was fun. Fun I, little movie. I hadn't even heard of it. No. And I, and I love Tom Hanks. Yeah, it uh, kind of came and went. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. you know what? It's on Netflix. Gotta check it out. Let's consume some popcorn and, and make that happen. Got it. Next up, Afflicted on Netflix.
2: It's like you have a gun in your mouth and you're screaming and somebody's saying, no, you don't have that gun in your mouth. Stop screaming. I have electro hypersensitivity. Chronic mold sensitivity. Multiple chemical sensitivity makes you allergic to life. They can't sleep. They have mood swings. They get headaches.
0: He
1: has
2: to.
0: This is a a really interesting documentary again on Netflix uh, this week. Uh, Basically, uh, as it's uh, played here, baffling symptoms, controversial diagnosis, costly treatments. Seven people with chronic illnesses
1: search for answers and relief. So I heard electromagnetic hypersensitivity in there. Yes, better call Saul. Yeah, well that's not a thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> these are these are people who go on about um, being allergic to Wi-Fi.
0: Yeah, but you know it's an interesting documentary. Mm. Uh, you know, are some of these illnesses in people's heads?
2: Maybe, could, maybe could
0: not. Could yeah.
1: be, but some of them they look they look really ill. Actually, so there's something wrong with I, them. I wouldn't write everybody off here, but uh, you know, if you if you do feel like your Wi-Fi is giving you a headache, uh, chances are it's probably not. probably not. Probably not.
0: If you love Liam Neeson, Liam Neeson, you'll love The Commuter.
1: Let's do an experiment. What if
0: I asked you to do something that could profoundly affect an individual on this train?
2: I don't understand. Someone on this train does not belong.
0: All you have to do is find
2: them. In the bathroom, there is $75,000. That money is yours if you do this one little
0: thing. Liam Neeson plays an insurance salesman slash ex-cop who's caught up in a criminal conspiracy during his daily commute home on Netflix. Okay, so
1: it looks a little crazy. It takes place on a train. Mm Mm-hmm. It was actually really good. Really? I watched this it's, too. Yeah. So he's an insurance adjuster slash, slash ex cop who has a particular set of skills. I'm starting to see a theme with <laughs> Liam's movies. Recently. He does have a particular set of skills. At least no one in his family got kidnapped this time. Well, you don't know that oh, yet. Oh, Lord.
0: <laughs> also on Netflix uh, this week, we have The Package, a great little comedy. Show me ID. Show
1: military ID. Jack Jessup, reporting for booze. You don't look like this guy. This guy looks like a soldier. Roar! I'm really excited to go camping with you guys. Why are there so many
0: bags? Stop going. When five teens go on a spring break camping trip, an unfortunate accident sets off a race against time to save their friend's most prized possession. From the craters of Workaholics and Tropic Thunder package uh, is streaming on Netflix I love Tropic Thunder so I'll give that a go you know what it's uh, it's it's a kind of a teenager kind of camping spring break kind of movie deep in plot then deep it looks fun okay looks like it was shot in Vancouver too well a lot of things do nowadays well yeah exactly Uh, coming up uh, also on uh, the other streaming service uh, which we call crave TV we have aftermath times huh the end of the world is just the beginning. Aftermath premieres September 27th. So did you ever see this series? I've not. It only made one season. Okay. Um, but it basically took every kind of post-apocalyptic kind of disaster genre and mashed it into one series. So it's this family at the end of the world. So everything has gone wrong. Like the demons are coming up. There's earthquakes and fire and volcanoes.
1: It is crazy. Uh, and Hesh is in it. Nice. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So on one side, you've got locusts. On the other side, you've got Draculas. It's just a, it's a thing. It, it's, it's really crazy. Okay. If you just want to set your mind free,
0: like not have to think about anything, you'll probably want to check it out. I like not thinking. Cool. The who aftermath. D- who doesn't? Yeah. Coming up on Amazon Prime Video, and again, if you're an Amazon Prime member, you probably don't know, but you have Amazon Prime Video. This is Oscar uh, Oscar Pistorius. Blade Runner Killer based uh, on the
1: true story. You can be my personal angel
2: while I train for the next Olympics. I'm in this all the way with you, Papa. Get out of my house! Stay where you are! Don't stay.
0: Oscar Pistorius, the famous Blade runner, runner who competed in the Paralympics, won. Uh, This is the story of how he murdered, was it his wife or his girlfriend? His girlfriend. His girlfriend. Yeah.
1: And was convicted, so.
0: Yeah. So it uh, takes a look into what uh, might have happened behind the scenes. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's all for streaming this
0: week, Graham. Let's uh, find out what our creative app of the week is. And the creative app is brought to you by
1: our friends over at Vancouver Film School. What do we got? So our creative app of this week is, it's kind of a fun one. I installed this earlier this week. It's called Unfold, and it's available for iOS and Android, and it's a way to create stories. So it's a toolkit for storytellers. You can create beautiful and engaging stories with minimal and elegant templates. So there's uh, 25 templates included with the app when you download it, and there's another 45 uh, premium templates if you use the in-app purchase. Uh, They've got a bunch of different fonts. They support photos and video. And essentially, you can basically build your story with text and images and sounds and video, put it all together, and export it uh, essentially as a downloadable file that you can share online with friends. So that app, again, is Unfold, available for Android and for iOS. That's very cool. Yeah.
0: Again, uh, the creative app of the week, Unfold, brought to you by our friends over at Vancouver Film School. When we come back from the break, we still got more apps to talk about, including our travel and our fitness apps of the week. Stay tuned. You're listening to the App Show here on the Chorus Radio Network. Back after this. You are back with the App Show. Just a bit of time left here. Before we get to our travel app of the week, Graham, you've got
1: our fitness app. Yeah, our fitness app of the week is kind of a fun one. Uh, This is actually the Mobi app, and it's sort of exclusive here to us in Vancouver. Uh, It's designed for uh, using Shaw's Mobi Bikes. So have you seen the bike share stuff? Yes. Yeah. So these are all over town. Uh, They're really, really cool uh, bike stations where you can sort of walk up and you can actually set up the account on your phone when you're standing right there. And uh, you can put your credit card number in uh, into the app. And uh, essentially what it'll do is we'll give you a six digit pin code. Now you can rent just by the hour. It's either $399 or $499 an hour. Um, and basically ride it from station to station and lock it up when you get there. They come with helmets and you can actually get a helmet liner from the uh, the, the pillar that's in the middle, so you can kind of keep things nice and clean. I actually bring my own helmet with me, uh, but I I got a year subscription uh, for and It's regularly 139 bucks, but there was a special on for 99, and they run those fairly regularly. And basically you get unlimited one hour rides, which is enough to get you around anywhere pretty much in the downtown core, uh, right out to East Van. That's pretty good, Yeah, unlimited one-hour rides. Yeah, and so basically the app, what it does is it lets you know where bikes are located and it will let you know where you can uh, where you can park them because you do have to return them back to the stalls. It's not like San Francisco where you can just drop it anywhere. Uh, but uh, it will let you know if there's a bike available in the area that you want to go to. You can't pre-book bikes. It's not like an Evo or a car to go. You've actually got to get your boat over there and uh, punch in your code or use your fob to unlock the bike and uh, get moving.
0: Love it. Uh, and again, that's called? It's called Moby by Shaw. Now time for our travel app of the week. This week, it's City Maps to Go. And this is a fantastic app, especially if you're traveling and don't always have a data connection because sometimes data is expensive when you're roaming. Uh, This particular app allows you to uh, have those maps in an offline mode so that you are able to access where you are and all the different attractions and restaurants that are local uh, in that
1: city. Mm Mm-hmm. So can I tell you something? Yes. I, I actually I had a nightmare in last night. Okay. Literally last night about being in Istanbul again and turning on my data. Because this actually happened when I was with TELUS. And I had a roaming package for Europe. But uh, Turkey is not actually considered Europe there. It's considered Asia. Yes. So I turned it on for about two minutes to download a, a map, which I think was probably about 30 megabytes. You know how much it cost me? How much? $200.
0: <laughs> you could have hired someone for the, the, <laughs> for the week to
1: to take you around. Yeah, for, for about 30 seconds worth of data. I was heartbroken. So City Maps to go, being able to download your map and not getting a $200 bill from your telco. Sounds like a deal.
0: It's a free download. Uh, if you want the version that doesn't have uh, in-app uh, advertising, uh, little banner ads come up, you can get the pro
1: version for 13 But you can also upload the non-pro, uh, upgrade the non-pro version for 14 So if you decide to snooze on those ads and you don't buy the pro version, it costs you a buck more.
0: That app, again, is City Maps to Go, a great uh, offline map application for uh, saving a bit of money on your roaming charges. That's all the time we have left for the app show. We'll see you again next week. Mike and Graham signing off.